Welcome to Fright Night. For real. I'll let you know before you try to go. Now this is my own show. Not a script or flip could make me stop, so just behave. I mean, there's no escape. Let's hope you make that drop, because you really don't want to take me off. And oh, what fun. I will tell you what to do, and you will get it done. And oh, don't run. You'll find your nightmare here has only just begun. Welcome to my Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, Horror for Dummies is proud to present Fright Night. I am your host, Tim, and with me is the Belle from Hell, Jalisa. Hello. Woo, we're back. We're back in the 1980s, Jalisa. Welcome to 1980s month. This is a month where we are dedicating each week to a different year from the 1980s. And this week, we have gone back to 1985, and we're checking out... One of the biggest films to come out in that year, which is Fright Night. Are you excited? I am. Are you? Have you got your Adidas shoes ready, or your parachute pants? I can't remember what what dress sense they had in the eighties. <laughs> I wasn't born in eighty five, so I don't know. But born in eighty seven. That's right. You are correct. But uh, yeah, we are going back in the eighties. This is going to be fun. I'm excited, like Big Kev. Um, <laughs> what? Don't worry. Uh, we're going to, to <laughs> we're going to give you a little rundown on 1985 before our preview of uh, Fright Night. But before we do any of that, Jalisa, we have the usual bullshit. What horrors have you done? And the news and the uh, franchise fights. We're continuing them. Mm-hmm. Before we do any of that, Jalisa, I have to go on a little bit of a rant right now because I am disgusted at a certain streaming service that we have here in Australia called Stan. Yeah. I have a problem with them. A big problem. Why? What's so, your problem? So for anyone out there that is not from Australia and has no idea what Stan is, Stan's just another streaming service much like Netflix or Hulu, wherever you're from. You know what they are. Stan is an Australian streaming service and they have the usual bullshit, different movies. They have a horror category in that horror category they have different categories in the horror section and those mini categories i'll call them uh slashes comedy horror creatures the fear uh hauntings critically acclaimed horror shockers and tv shows and i was just diving through because i don't pay for stan (laughs) i shouldn't say that but um but they're expensive and they don't have much. Um, but I was going through just looking at it and it, I, I just, it bothered the shit out of me with some of these subgenres of movies that they have in some of these subgenres. Why was it annoying? Because, okay, well, we'll go to the first one, which is Slashes. And the first movie in the Slashes section is The Belko Experiment. Good movie, not a slasher. 
The second one was VHS Viral, which is not a slasher. The, the third one, or not the third, one of the other movies in that section was the Poughkeepsie Tapes, which is in no way, shape or form a slasher film. What is it, uh, like Supernatural? No, it's, first off, it's a found footage film and it's uh, what people call a very disturbing found footage film. I don't really agree with that. It's fine, but it's an abduction film about kids getting abducted and shit. Okay. Um, and the other one is From Dust Till Dawn. That's not a slasher film. So then we go into the next category, which is comedy horror. And for the most part, most of those movies are comedy horrors. You've got like your... Uh, Shaun of the Dead? Uh, no, that's not on there. Like Sharknado, stuff like that. The typical horror comedies. But then they got Troll Hunter, which, I mean, it's not really a comedy. It's kind of a serious movie. But, okay, fine, I'll let it slide. Then we go into the creatures category, and for the most part, everything there is good and dandy, but then they have the Evil Dead, the remake, Evil Dead, which is not creatures, it's it's demons, mm-hmm. or deadites, as people call them. Um, but I'll, I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide because, fine, demons, deadites, I guess, can be classified as creatures, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the fear, which... I, I guess any horror can go into that that category, so fine. Yep. But then we go into the last one, which is hauntings, and this is where I get really angry (laughs) because okay, the first one that I noticed was the faculty. Hauntings. Yeah. The faculty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Why? Okay. That would be in creature. Well, here's the thing: like most of these films are in multiple categories. Mm-hmm. So that annoys me. But the the next one that I had in it was like, are you fucking serious? Why is this in Hauntings? And that was Halloween H2O. Why? Um, is it because he's haunting people? The, that's not haunt. <laughs> no. The, <laughs> that's like, stalking people. The funny thing is, is Halloween H2O was in Hauntings, but not Slashers. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, he's not dead. He's not haunting them. My, the, the point I'm trying to get right now is, Stan, I'm calling you out. Let me, and I'll do it free of charge, let me fix your fucking horror category because it's pissing me off. Don't put Halloween H2O in Hauntings. Don't put the Belko Experiment in Slashes. You've got it all mixed up. You have no idea what you're doing, okay? What would you put the Belko Experiment in? See, I don't know. That's the thing. Gore. Do you even... Cla- yeah, if they had a gore category. Do you even classify the Belko Experiment as horror? I mean... Well, it is pretty horrifying. Yeah, but... The concept. I know, I know. I classify it as a horror, but... Eh, I'm sure it could fit into other categories. But, oh man. Rant over. Piss me off. <laughs> Do better, Stan. <laughs> is that all? You're done that, with your rant? I'm, I'm done with my rant. Okay, all right, moving let's, on. Let's jump into a little segment that Jaleesa sometimes calls What Horrors Have You Done? <laughs> What horrors have you done? <clears throat> Jill, I'm going to let you go first because quite frankly, I only have one thing to talk about. <laughs> I have two things. Okay. Um, I visited again uh, Freddy vs. Jason this week. You fucking love that movie. I do. And how was it this time? Did anything change? No, it was amazing. Did, did uh, oh, what's her name? Destiny's Child Chick? She died. Yeah, in a really bad way. Yes, you think it, she'd be cut in half she, from how he hit her with the machete. Even even if it was the blunt side of the machete, 
it would still, with that force, it would still smack her in half, at least not halfway through or something. Hmm. God, I hated her in that movie. <laughs> oh. I love, I get really excited when she pulls him into the real world and then the music starts and then they start fighting. Machine head. I get Machine really excited. Playing. Yeah, look, look, I have a real, I'm sure everyone knows this, I have a real big love-hate uh, relationship with Freddy versus Jason. I love the concept. I love the story, actually, mm. for mo- for the most part. I just hate the... The character the, choice. No, like the actors in it. I hate a lot of them. I hate the um, the how it came how it came through everything. Uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I'm, you you I'm, hate it that they made Jason afraid of water and Freddy of fire. There were so many things dumb about that movie. I mean, and I don't like the look of Jason. He's one of my least favorite Jasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddy looks great. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. There are elements of that movie that I love. There are elements of that movie I fucking hate, um, especially. What's her name? Destiny's Child Girl? Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Oh my God, I cannot stand her. Um, I think the CGI could have been a lot better in this movie. It was 2003. Uh, still. That they was, could try. Yeah, they could try, but that was or, that was the effects at the time. No. Go practical. Yeah, would I mean, they could. have been so much better. They could, but once again, 2003, they weren't doing practical then. Well, very little. Yeah, anyway. I know, I know. We, we sound like a broken record. I think every single horror fan sounds like a broken record when they say don't use CGI, use practical effects. Yeah. But. Oh, well. They won't listen. Thanks a lot, Michael Bay. <laughs> um, so, would you recommend Freddy vs. Jason? Definitely. Go out and watch it. Mm. I. <laughs> I say if you are a fan of either franchises, then watch it. If not, skip it. I say just still watch it. Okay. It's still good fun. It is. It is. The soundtrack is killer. Definitely. I've been digging into the soundtrack lately mm-hmm. and god damn. It's good. Took me back. Um, can I go next with my one one thing that I saw? The one that we've both seen, yeah. <clears throat> so Netflix have acquired a new movie which is a, a French film, but it is dubbed in English, so you don't have to worry about that. It's called Girls with Balls. Um, interesting title. So, okay, uh, this one is dubbed. Uh, Jaleesa hates the dubbing. Well, what they were saying was not what was on the TV. It was completely with, different. With the subtitles, you mean? Yes. Yes, okay, the subtitles were different as to what the... Girls were actually saying. The text was saying. <clears throat> I'm just going to read the plot summary from IMDb from this movie. An all-girls volleyball team, the Falcons, end up stranded in the middle of nowhere after their minivan breaks down. Little do they know, they landed in a de- degenerate hunter's territory and the hunt is on. Thus begins a very long night where they must run for their lives and test their team spirit. But the girls are more resourceful than it appears. In the heart of the forest, the tables are about to turn between hunter and hunted. Hmm. What did you think? Um, it was very interesting. You you sound like you didn't like it. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. I'm but gonna, I wouldn't watch it again. I'm gonna come straight out and say that this is a very moronic um, parody film. Extremely. It 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 doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's over the top. There is a there's a lot of gore in it. It's a very thin storyline. But for 
And a lot of things unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go into this knowing that it's not going to blow your mind and it's not a film to take seriously, it's not a bad film. And I kind of did have a little bit of fun watching it. And if you can get over the dumbing and the word wrong, I don't see. I don't. I don't have a problem with foreign films where you do. Hmm. Um, I I can easily watch a film with subtitles. Where but the you... subtitles were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I in that case, and, I didn't watch the subtitles. And I get a little annoyed when the dubbing doesn't completely line up with their mouth. Yes, I know. It's, it's annoying. Uh, look, honestly, I would have rather this been spoken in French, but Netflix doesn't give you that option. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> it's English dubbed or nothing. So we belted it out with English dubs. And for the most part, usually I don't like English dubbing in any form of movie. Yeah. But when you have to, you have to. I, this film only goes to 77 minutes. So it's a very quick in and out film. Once again, it's a very thin storyline. Nothing incredible happens, but you get some decent kills in it. You get some shockers that you weren't. I was expecting a different outcome than what they give you. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. But this is nothing new. This is nothing groundbreaking. It is very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may roll your eyes a fair few times. <laughs> yeah. But, Definitely. hey, I, I honestly kind of... At the start of the movie, I expected a lot worse. And what I when I came out, I was like, eh, it wasn't too bad. Okay. You're very different, aren't you? Um, I probably won't ever visit this film no, again. Well, neither, but, will, um, neither will I. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got over the, the dubbing and that... I just wasn't looking at it. Yes, okay, fine. <laughs> All right, did you have anything else to uh, talk about? Uh, no, that's it for me this week. Mm-mm-mm. Very short. We are, we, we've been diving a lot into our Friday night, and we'll talk about that later, and that's why we haven't done much this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's jump into the horror films breaking news. This is Horror Phenomies Breaking News. Horror for Dummies news this week. Our first story, Horror Anthology XX is getting a TV series. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sound so enthused. Uh, so everyone remembers XX, that anthology film that was directed by uh, females, all females. I get it, XX is the chrome zone. I wasn't impressed. I think I was... Actually, no, there were a few people that were like, eh, it's fine. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the film, <sighs> and the, the the news that there's going to be a TV show. I mean, is it just going to be a TV show with all women directors? Is that what we're leading to? Like, I don't care. I don't care who makes my movies. What I I don't I hate this bullshit. Like, we should celebrate um, if a woman makes a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Why? Women can do what men can do. I don't get that. Yeah. It annoys me. But um, everything's getting a TV series. Hmm. You know? Like, have you heard the news about the Lost Boys yes. TV series? Yes, yes, yes. How they record, they, they filmed the pilot episode, mm-hmm. and then they decided to completely eliminate most of their cast and start from scratch and uh, rewrite basically half the movie, half the TV show. So already it looks horrible. <laughs> 
So they're not <clears> going <throat> from like the actual movie or anything, just no making up their no, own no, shit. No, 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 it's 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 their own TV series, but the story that they had from the series is basically being rewritten after the first episode was filmed. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And they've so I guess they're like, this is shit. They've Let's completely recast it. most of the cast. Okay. So <clears throat> maybe they're difficult to su- shit. It sucks to be that original cast who think they had a job and then they got fired on the first episode. But uh, yeah, I don't really care about this. There's too many TV series out there. I can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, that's very true. So our second story, the Furies trailer is out now. This one came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the trailer for this is out there now, um, and I just I, I, I watched it yesterday. I, I I don't know why I don't really watch trailers unless it's like a big trailer, but something caught my eye on this, um, and I watched it and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the texts that comes up in the trailer is Predators meets The Running Man meets Hostel, and that sounds. Like a film right up my level. Um, upon watching the trailer, it looks very low budget. Yep. But at the same time, some of the kills in this trailer, and that's another one of my problems, they show the kills in the trailer, is... They, they didn't show too much though. Well, there a lot was of like, it faded to like riding and stuff. There was an axe in the head. So, I mean, they show the aftermath. Um but in saying that, some of the effects look pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and the masks and stuff. Yeah, well, you have like a Leatherface-looking character. You have a, a, a Jigsaw-looking character. Like the, the pig the, mask. The pig mask. Um, so there's all different cool, interesting masks. What did you think about the trailer? I thought it was interesting as well. I'd be keen to see it. My biggest disappointment with this trailer is it's an Australian film. Why is that disappointing? Because Australian films suck. Wolf Creek. Yeah. Have you watched it recently? It's not that great. Wolf Creek? Yeah. The original Wolf Creek. Why is it's, it not that great? It's not that great. <laughs> well, go watch it again. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's fine, but it, it's not as everyone remembers it. I think everyone went in that film coming out like, oh my God, it's like groundbreaking. Because at the time, it kind of was. There were some kills in that movie that really shocked people. Watching it again, you're like, eh. Part two kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, c- can you count five good Australian movies? Oh, uh, no. Exactly. Well, that's more because I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not talking... Like ta- a shitload of Australian movies. I'm not talking horror movies. I'm talking any movie out there that's Australian. Uh, well, I haven't seen Australia. <laughs> I don't care about Australia. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I don't like Australian films. And the reason being is because Hollywood has this big thing with making Australians sound way more... Um, bogan? Bogan, or what's the American? Um, redneck than we actually are. <laughs> we don't go around talking like this, mate. G'day, mate. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I hate people like that. Let's go down to the billabong with a can of oh water. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't speak Aboriginal. <laughs> I, that, I, it shits me so much. And you know what? Australia is more than just the outback. You know, we have cities. We live on the coast. We're, yeah, with beaches. We yeah, <laughs> we we drive past beaches regularly. We have beaches on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Holmes. You know, like there's a lot of farmland in Australia. There's a lot of cities. We have we have Kmart's in Australia. You know, yeah, we do. Not every film has to be set in the fucking outback. And we have Tajay. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I, and you know what's funny is a lot of a lot of my friends and a lot of people who listen to this show who are Australian hear me say this, and they always agree with me. They always say, yeah, Australian movies suck. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, The Loved Ones, good film. Mm-hmm. Wolf Creek, fine. For the most part, it's fine. Wolf Creek 2, good film. That's three. That's three I can think of. I'm probably missing a few, but um, there's a lot that I'm just like, Ugh. like Boar was fun. Uh, Charlie's Farm was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's five. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but name me six, Julia. Name me six Australian films. Um, that one that you watched that that director sent you. What's that? Um, 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 I can't fucking think of the name. That was fine, though. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name. <laughs> um, Bilby Billard. Oh, don't worry about it. Um. Anyway, Australian films are a no go. But this looks fun. Okay. <laughs> Um, our third story, Zombieland 2 trailer drops. I've already gone on two rants this episode. We're only 20 minutes in. Should I go on a third rant? No. Okay, Kay. fine. Then you're going to have to talk about this movie alone. Short version. All right, then you talk about your thoughts with Zombieland 2. I thought it looked fun. What did you have wrong with it? I <laughs> I, I don't know what you, your big problem was. I I just see this film being an exact copy of every other sequel that comes out 10 years later. Remember Zoolander 2? Oh, that one was a miss. Remember, uh, I was going to say Super Troopers 2, but I actually enjoyed that. Um, there was another one. There was another one that came out like 10 years after the original. There's been a few. They're all comedies, but... I can just see this kind of being that same bullshit where they try and they try to um to to do the same jokes. The, the storyline looks silly. They they've got more characters in this one, which are like Luke Wilson's in it, mm-hmm. which I, I don't like. You know, I I hope I eat crow. I really do and because it's pretty I pretty much love... like the same two characters that come into play. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I eat crow because I really loved the original Zombieland, but this just looks like shit. Well, I'm glad that they brought back the original cast and didn't change anyone. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> they all look the same except for Abigail Breslin. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I do not have high hopes for this. I'll see um, it, mm-hmm. definitely. But if the film doesn't start up with For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, then it's not going to be a fun movie. <laughs> Well, let's hope they don't drop the opening scene, pretty much. Yeah. Because yeah. they know that was so high. I'm hoping... Well, I don't think they'd drop the ball. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like, there, there's been a few movies this year where I've been wrong. For example, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. I was very wrong about that film. So, um, keep an open mind. I will. And we'll go see this. Mm-hmm. But, if it doesn't have over-the-top gore... I don't, I don't care about the comedy, you know? If it doesn't make me laugh, I, I don't care if I don't laugh as long as I don't groan. If I groan, then it's a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> 
third rant and it's only right. early. Yeah. <laughs> That's it with news this week. Back to you, Tim. All right. Fuck. All right, we've got the March Madness. I think I'm gonna. I'm looking at a fourth no rant. No fourth rant? Maybe. Maybe in the March Madness. <laughs> Look what two matches we got coming up. I know. Well, <laughs> one's right. probably going to get knocked. It better fucking not. All right, <laughs> let's go into the madness. So, the Madness franchise battles continue. Round 17, we have the Alien franchise versus the Predator franchise. Mm-hmm. God damn, this was tough. Yep. Not really, because when you thought about it, it actually makes complete sense as to who the winner is. But but everyone's just going to go Alien versus Predator. Hmm, which one do I like more? Yeah, exactly. But we had, uh, man, we've got a few uh, comments here. This one was one of our most popular battles. So let's start with the top. We have Samantha Day who says, Aliens, the first horror movie I watched with Dad. Predator was the second. Both a favourite. Well, thank you, Sam. You didn't give us an answer, but all right. <laughs> Stephen Joseph says, Since the question is which franchise is better, overall I give it to Predator. Wow. Ooh. Despite the newest and weakest entry, Predator 2018, I don't care what anyone says. Alien went off the deep end with Resurrection, Prometheus, and Covenant. However, none of these films can beat Alien and Aliens. Okay. I'm shocked about that. So he went Predator, yeah? Yeah. Ryan Salkness says, Love both franchises, but the newest Predator was a decision maker. Vote goes to Aliens. Yeah, he's got got a point there. Michael Darwin. Alien. It has Alien and Aliens. Predator is a solid film, but really the only good one, and it isn't a patch on Alien or Aliens. Uh, I prefer the original Predator to any Alien films, but I see what you're saying, Michael. Mm-hmm. So, Rob Humphrey, this is a tough one. Both franchises are solid. I hate to be the guy, but I voted for the Alien franchise because the Predator franchise doesn't have a movie as good as the original Alien. They're really close, though. Okay. Good call. Don Anelli says, not a huge fan of either one. Oh. But I like Predator the most of most of these, so I guess that one by default. Okay. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. enough. Chris Paley says, This is the hardest choice yet. I have always preferred the Yacha as a species slash character, but the dumpster fire that was the Predator makes me want to give it to Alien. And I like all those movies, even A V P. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Louise Habberley writes, That's a tough one. Alien and Aliens are epic. When Alien first came out, people were literally shitting themselves in fright as as the cinema, yet you only see the actual alien in the end. Aliens, in my opinion, was more of was even more amazing and is still one of my favourite movies. It still had the horror aspect, but also had more action and thriller, which I love. But the third and fourth movie were abysmal in comparison. I find similar issues with the Predator movies. Number one with Arnie was great, but I found number two to be lacking. I agree. I personally enjoyed the Predators movie where they were on the, on the other planet for the action aspect, but didn't really find myself scared or jumping in fright at any point. The newest Predator movie was the biggest disaster and disappointment I'd ever experienced. Oh, wow. It had the potential to be amazing, but they fucked it up. Side note, I actually really enjoyed the Aliens vs. Predator movie. What are your thoughts on it? Wasn't the biggest fan on number two, though. Phoebe, I... uh, Okay, when I first saw the original Aliens vs. Predator movie, I walked out as soon as hating it. Mm. 
really, Why? really disappointed because they make Predator look like a weak thing. And it wasn't until years later where I actually thought to thought about the movie and thought and, and realized what they were doing. And the fact that they brought the, the, the young generation of Predators to fight this. I didn't know I don't think I understood the movie when I first saw it. Yeah. I was young and dumb. Um, now watching it, it's fine. It still has its problems, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem is a piece of shit. It's horrible. It's so dark, you can barely see what's happening. And they give you this teen drama bullshit in the middle of an Aliens vs. Predator movie. Is this the one with the swimming pool? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I remember. And they have a pred alien in it, which is fucking cool, but you can barely see it because it's too dark. Hmm. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Shame. Anyway, um, thank you to everyone who commented. It. This yes, thank one, you. this one was cool, man. Uh, but with a <laughs> with seventy six percent, we have the Aliens franchise moving forward, mm-hmm. and we say goodbye to the Predator franchise. Goodbye, Predator. This hurts me. We kind of picked it though. You know what's funny? Everyone I spoke to, like in person or who messaged me, was saying that they much prefer Predator as the creature over mm-hmm. the Xenomorph. Um, he looks badass. Like, yeah. if he came through my front door, I'd be shit myself. Nothing oh, but with same with the alien as well. well. I don't know, but I love the look of him. Uh, yeah, I just I've always been a Predator fan fanboy. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite movies. So, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, oh, man, you, I guess you I guess you're right. <laughs> The the Xenomorph franchise is a lot better. So yeah, let's move over to this next one, and this one's going to be really hard for me. I think it's going to be really easy for anyone else out there. So who knows? You might get surprised. No, I don't think so. (laughs) The two franchises we go in head to head are ninety-five to five percent. Fucking better not be. (laughs) The two franchises we have going head to head are the Halloween franchise. Versing Jaws. Ooh, na 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 na. Why are you singing the Twilight Zone? I don't song? fucking know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let's just break into it. Um, Halloween. The original Halloween, great. Mm-hmm. Halloween two, pretty good. Uh, Halloween three, I like it. A lot of people hate it. Four, five, six were eh. The story really got lost. Yeah. Uh, let's just jump into it. There are a lot of Halloween films out there. For the most part, it's a very discombobulated franchise. It's all over the place. It mm-hmm. has no idea where it's really going until 2018, where they tried to actually make sense of something. And tried to scrap all the bullshit in between. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. As a franchise as a whole, it's not the worst, yep. but it's not great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Let's go to Jaws. Dude, sorry, you want to say something about Halloween? No, move on. All right, let's go to Jaws. Jaws, the original Jaws, is the greatest movie ever made. That's not some an people, opinion. That's some people not, might beg no, to differ. that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Okay. <laughs> I, I, look, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm taking Jaws, okay? It's my favorite franchise of all. It has some of my favorite movies in it. I love it. I would choose Jaws if I was... Left alone on a desert island, Jaws is the one franchise I would bring with me okay. over anything. Okay, settle down. So I'm choosing I, Jaws. I think everyone knew that. I th- I'm not going to go into <laughs> it because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Jaws is the best movie ever made. Jaws 2 is so much fun and is probably the second best movie. Actually, no. 
The second best movie is Jaws The Revenge. Jaws 3 is probably the weakest in the franchise for me. Jaws 4, I fucking love it. At me. Whatever. Whatever. Choose your fucking Halloween. Whatever. I'm going Jaws. Jaleesa, what are you taking? Um, I'm going to go against you and go Halloween. Oh, what a shock. Do you want a As, divorce? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> How dare you? How can you choose Halloween over over Jaws? Hey, I love my Halloween for H2O. Oh, oh fuck. That's a haunting movie. It's not a haunting. <laughs> All right, so that's your matchup for this week. Halloween versus Jaws. Which is the better franchise? It's Jaws. Choose Jaws. <coughs> you can do that at the Facebook page. Horrorfordummies.com and it will take you straight there. And click on the uh, GIF or picture as you, that you want to uh, choose. And comment. Let us know why you're choosing Jaws over Halloween. Or people could just make Tim happy and choose Jaws so you don't need to hear a rant next week. Yeah, you know what? Like, okay. It... If Jaws loses now, I'm not going to be upset. Because if if people made me happy and brought Jaws right to the end, like if it was Jaws versus the Dead franchise, for example, it would be much, much more of a crush to see Jaws lose in the final round. I'd be devastated. Why? Because I'd be like, oh my God, Jaws actually has a chance of winning this whole thing. And I think it's safe to say that everyone knows that I want Jaws the franchise to win this thing. Yeah. But... It's not up to me, and I don't think I'm going to get my wish. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm excited to see the, lengths, the, the, the landslide that this is going to make. Yeah. So, whatever. Choose whatever you want. Do it. I dare you. Do it. <laughs> All right, Jill, are you ready to travel back to 1985? Yes, I think I am. Oh, let's go back to 1985. You ready to get in a DeLorean? Yeah, let's do it. Go back to it. the future? Yeah. Back to the past? Back. Yeah. yeah, back to the future. Feature presentation. <laughs> and now for our feature presentation. We flew back to the 1980s and we landed in 1985. And my God, how weird and strange it is. We have so many different things here. The music is crazy. Can you hear that thumping beat in the background, Jaleesa? Yeah, what is it? It's Michael Jackson. Ooh! <laughs> we have... Okay, let's talk about the uh, the 1985s. Because there were many of them. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about 1985 for a second and go along and explain what happened and talk about the uh, the, the significant events that happened in 1985. Mm-hmm. Julia, you didn't watch Stranger Things, did you? So you wouldn't remember when they were talking about New Coke. Um, no. So they were talking about New Coke in Stranger Things, and to me this was lost. I had no idea what they were talking about. But New Coke was introduced in 1985. And Julia, do you know what New Coke is? A new form of Coke, I'm guessing? Well, okay, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) There's never been a better taste. There's never been a better Coke. 
Introducing the greatest taste discovery in a hundred years. Introducing the new taste of Coca-Cola. A taste that is Coke and everything a Coke means. A taste that's very familiar, yet totally new. A taste so good, so real, it couldn't be anything but a Coke. The great new taste of Coke. Watch for it, try it, and enjoy the best tasting Coke ever. So in April of 1985, Coca-Cola introduced New Coke in what many observers declared to be the worst marketing blunder in history. At the time, Coca-Cola was a 99-year-old company looking for a way to update itself and they chose to do so by changing the original formula of their iconic soft drink. They created a sweeter version that had been preferred in taste tests, but fans of the brand <laughs> protested the decision in an overwhelmingly negative response. Within three months, Coca-Cola announced it would return to the old formula and try to rebrand the drink as Coca-Cola Classic, and New Coke quickly disappeared. So wait, they tried to make Coca-Cola sweeter than what it already was? Apparently. I would honestly like to try New Coke. I wouldn't. No way. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, we can't because it's been discontinued three months after it was brought out. Or you could just get normal Coke and just add heaps of sugar. I, I guess, maybe. Hmm. So, Lisa, did you know in 1985, CDs were first introduced? Really? It's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Did you know that the wreck of the RMS Titanic was located? Wow. Yeah, okay, you don't have to be a smartass about it. <laughs> and in Mexico City, Earth, an earthquake kills 9,000 people. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's fucking heaps. Yeah. I don't know how many people live in Mexico, but that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Something else happened in, in, uh, in 1985. Everyone had AIDS. The AIDS epidemic sprang randomly, and a lot of people died because of it. You shouldn't laugh about this thing, Julie, so it's not funny. I'm not laughing. Something else happened that was uh, actually a good thing that happened in 1985. Live Aid Concerts. Part of the most important rock event ever staged, Live Aid. Saturday, July 13th. See it live on City. 7 a.m. Saturday. The stars in live performance for Ethiopia. Don't miss it. Did you do you remember Live Aid? Yeah, Queen played for them, that, or with it, or whatever. There was a lot of bands that played, but I think Queen were the most rememberable of the bunch. There were a few Live Aid concerts, and don't lie, you do not remember Live Aid. You were not. Born. I only remember that from the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so the Live Aid concert raids millions around the world in uh, for for Ethiopia and, and kids with like, starving children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was an overwhelming success. And Queen played probably the best live show that any band has ever played. And you can watch that in Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's great. Mm-hmm. The pop world joined together to sing We Are The World. Do you remember that song? We are the world. We are the children. Yes. That song. That was a interesting song. Very. Let's talk about what uh, the prices in 1985. This is uh, this is American, I may add. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a bit more over here, right? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in uh, in 1985, 
in the USA, the cost of a new home was $89,330. My God. Now, don't quote me, but in Australia right now, I think the cheapest... Well, not the cheapest. I, a cheap house around here would be 500000 Yep. Uh, mostly they're going for about a million. You're probably lucky to get 500000 now. True. It'd be a rundown shithole. 89000 is probably just to lay your fucking driveway. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, average monthly rent in the US was $375. A month. I don't want oh. to like go behind the scenes and give you an in-depth look at me and Jaleesa's life, but we pay $500 a week rent just for our house. Mm-hmm. That's a week. Mm-hmm. A month. They pay three. They paid three hundred seventy-five in nineteen eighty-five. I wish you got You got to think like how much money were they making a month? Oh, Still, back then it would have been jack shit. But then the cost of everything was a lot lower. Yeah, I mean, so. going to the movies was two dollars seventy-five. <laughs> now it's like twenty dollars. Twenty. And that's to 22. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> bacon. Okay, I think this is actually in the UK because bacon per pound was a dollar sixty-five. So that's and a pound, how big is a pound? Uh, is that over a kilo? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I can't remember, but yeah, a kilo over here is about seven dollars, and that's that's a cheap price. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about songs in 1985. The biggest hits from 1985. We had "Money for Nothing" by Dire Straits. You know that song. <laughs> That's not freaking yeah, any okay, belt to me. Don't worry. You would know this song, Careless Whisper by George uh, Michael. Yes. We I like that, that one. one. Um, I want to know what love is yep. by Foreigner. What about T- <laughs> Take Me On by Aha? And who can forget? Well, no one can forget about you. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget about me by Simple Minds. I think I know it. Don't you yep. forget about me. Mm-hmm. Films. Let's talk about 1985 films. We had Back to the Future. We had Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. We had Rocky Four, Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome, The Goonies, Breakfast Club, and Commando. One of the best Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Mm. Let's talk about horror films. What horror films came out in 1985, Joe? Besides Fright Night. We had Day of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Teen Wolf, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, Friday the 13th Part 5, uh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, my bad, and Friday the 13th Part 5, Silver Bullets, Reanimator. And of course, we had probably the best horror film from that year, which was Fright Night. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, Lieutenant! It knows that you know. You'll do anything to protect yourself. 
but it will do anything to protect its secret. This could be the night of your life. You ready to talk about Fright Night? Yes, let's do it. Fright Night from 1985. If I say 1985 more, one more time, I'm going to kill myself. I know, you said it so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fright Night. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. It stars Chris Sarandon as Jerry Dandridge, who was the vampire. Spoiler alerts. He also played um, in Child's Play. He was in a movie called Bordello of Blood. And he was the star of one of your favourite movies, Jaleesa. Can you guess which one? I bet you you can't. Any guess that you cannot pick what, what movie he starred in. The You're talking about the vampire from Friday Night? Yes. Yep. Um, one of my all-time favourites. One of your all-time favourites. I'll give you five seconds. Hocus Pocus. No. Damn. What? You wouldn't you wouldn't guess his face. I'll tell you that much. So it's obviously covered. It's or a voice. It's a voice. Night, he, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He is. That was going to be my first choice, and I changed what it. What voice was he? Jack. What's this? What's this? He played Jack Skellington in a Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, he did bloody good. He did. This also stars William Ragsdale as Charlie Brewster, Amanda Bierce as Amy, Amy Peterson. Who I found out is mostly a director, and she has directed 31 episodes of Married with Children. Oh. So that was a bit of a shock. Interesting. Uh, Stephen Jeffries as Evil Ed. We have Roddy McDowell as Peter Vincent. Now, Roddy McDowell is uh, one of the best known actors. Mm -hmm. um, he has, on IMDb, 267 credits to his name. He's appeared in such things as the Twilight Zone series, the original series. Yeah. Planet of the Apes, basically all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I know him mostly from Legend of Hell House. He also appeared in A Bug's Life as one of the voices. Who's Mr. Soil? In The Bug's Life? Yep. I'm guessing he's from the circus crew? Yeah, I don't know. But he played Mr. Soil in The Bug's Life. Probably the Praying Mantis. Maybe. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Anyway, uh, this was directed by Tom Holland, who also directed Child's Play, Thinner, and uh, a few episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. He's done a few things. He's well known in the horror world. Yep. All right, Fright Night. The plot is... A teenager discovers that the newcomer in his neighborhood is a vampire, so he turns to an actor in a television horror show for help dealing with the undead. There's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. But that's just a little gist of what this movie's about. Jell, mm -hmm. have you ever seen Fright Night before? Uh, no, not the original. First time. Have you ever heard of this movie? Yeah, I've heard of Fright Night. This movie, not the not the remake. 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know of the movie. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. This uh, this movie is often compared to uh, a few movies that came out in the 1980s, a few other vampire films in the 1980s. There was a few. A few vampire films that came out in the 1980s, mm-hmm. such as Near Dark, Vamp, Life Force. But the one it gets compared to the most, and the one that most people compare it to, and, 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 and often ask the questions as to which vampire film is the best from the 80s, is of course The Lost Boys. Now, I'm curious, now that you've seen um, Fright Night, because this was your first time, mm-hmm. um, and this is going to basically give the spoiler away if you liked it or not, but what did you prefer, Lost Boys or Fright Night? Lost Boys. Okay, that's correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lost Boys, of course, is one of my all-time favourite films, so there's nothing mm-hmm. really beating that. I just find the vampires so much cooler and... Yeah, because like, they're bikers. Yeah, and the, and the, and the and setting of the movie and stuff is cooler too. Yeah. Okay, but... Okay, let's just jump into it, Joel. Were you a fan of Fright Night? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. You dug it? I dug it. That's good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I, on the other hand, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen this uh, probably only a couple times now. Mm-hmm. In comparison to The Lost Boys, which I watch multiple times per year... I've only seen Fright Night a few times, and for some reason, when I watch a classic movie for the first time, I'm usually not impressed. Take The Thing, for example. Mm-hmm. My first viewing of The Thing was only about three years ago, three, uh, three, four years ago, and the whole time I heard people rave about The Thing, mm-hmm. saying it's one of the best horror films out there, and my first viewing example of The Thing was, that was boring. I was bored of it. Now it's one of the greatest horror movies in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot, a lot can change with my viewing. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with Fright Night. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was entertained. I enjoyed it, but I didn't, I didn't think it was one of the best classic '80s films out there. Upon rewatching it now, I had a fucking ball with this. I had so much fun. This movie reeks of '80s. And, and the thing I love about this movie the most is it's very different from any other 80s horror films out there in the fact that it takes elements from the uh, old Universal horror films and the Hammer horror films and brings it and puts it into the 1980s or that present time. Mm-hmm. You have different tropes and different creatures and stuff like that. It's got a real, very, very, very real Hammer horror feel to it, especially with uh, Roddy McDowell. Um, and I just love that about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just break into it. Do you want to talk about Fright Night? Yep, let's do it. Let's talk about the characters. Okay. What? Okay, what did you think about the characters? Were you invested? Did you enjoy them? Um, that Amy character annoyed me a bit. Why? Um, how she was super duper sensitive. And if he looked away, she like threw either a pie in his face or stormed off. Honey, I hate to break it to you, but that's your kind. That's what females are. I don't think so. <laughs> well, you We're not that sensitive. Like, well. Jesus Christ. If if <laughs> say if you were looking out the window and seeing your neighbour carrying a fucking coffin into their basement, yep. I wouldn't be sitting on the bed going Hello. Yeah, but Are was, you gonna pay attention to me? But it was the fact that she was finally willing to um to give herself up to him mm-hmm. and his attention was not directed at her where she thought that he she, he would be all over her and instead he was looking at his window at the neighbours 
And it's like when he was watching the news in the um, cafe. Like, yeah. watching someone died, like, next door to him or whatever he was watching. Well, okay. He, and she goes and slams the pie in his face uh, without think, going up and saying, like, what are you watching? What's happening? Yeah. I admit, yes, she overreacted a lot. Uh-huh. But, I mean, in her defense, and why am I defending the girl? It's funny. It should be the other way around. Yeah. Um, in her, in, in her defense, oh, sorry, in her defense, he could have turned around and said, that girl, I saw that girl yesterday, she asked me questions, and now she's dead. She went into my neighbor's house, where they were taking coffins, and now she's dead. Don't you find this strange? But he didn't. He just ignored her. Well, he didn't really. She could have asked him. True, true. Okay. The character of Amy, okay, I don't know why, but she is really pretty. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about her face that I find quite attractive. I didn't. Yeah, but Maybe it was the short hair. You're a girl. I thought she looked better with the long. So I didn't like that. I didn't understand why she had long hair at the end. Don't, did, don't you know the whole thing when you turn into a vampire, you turn like insanely gorgeous and beautiful? But and, she was insanely beautiful. And, um, she don't need that long hair. Like imperfections all gone. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of this movie about the vampire lore that doesn't really exactly make too much sense. We'll get into it a bit later. Okay. Uh, and it kind of revolves around a character named Evil Ed. Let's talk about Evil Ed, because he, in my opinion, was the best part of this movie. You're so cool, Brewster! <laughs> His voice was the best. No? You disagree? I disagree. I found Why? it really irritating. <laughs> exactly. He said yes. it way too often. You're so cool, Brewster. Yeah. He said it twice. You're so cool, Brewster. He said it twice. It's just how he spoke, and how he was always like... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a goofy character. Uh, I love him. Nah. I love him. He's got a, com- a very comedic and funny face. And his voice, his laugh, his laugh is gold. Um, I love- <laughs> so you're not a fan of Evil Ed? Not overly. Don't like, he call was fine, me evil. but he, he spoke too much for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> I... I- I love him as as the uh, the goofy best friend. I I see that character as someone that doesn't have many friends in school. You know, someone that that kind of th- who thinks he has a lot of friends, but his friends are all laughing behind his back. Because he's the annoying person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Why are you look at me like that? I don't know. You um, think uh, I'm like that? We're having a conversation, you, so where else would you like me to look? I'll think, look at the wall now, I'm sorry. Do you think I'm like that? No. That all my friends are laughing behind my back? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Wow, thank you. <laughs> um, Charlie Brewster. Your thoughts? Did um, you... He was fine. <laughs> he was just an everyday guy who had one thing on his mind at the start of the movie, which was getting his dick wet. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that about him because it makes him real. And he got very frustrated. Well, yeah. Because there's only so much a guy can take, Joyce, until you just going snap. out a year. Exactly. I mean... A year's not, a long time. Not every girl's a good good girl and gives it up on the second day. <laughs> wow. You just went there. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you went there on our second date. <laughs> oh, you loved it. Shut your mouth, all right? All right, let's, we're going to talk about the character of Peter Vincent, who, okay, do you get the name, Peter Vincent? You probably wouldn't. 
Peter Vincent, the name comes from two uh, horror classic actors, which is um, Peter Cushing, who was an original horror actor, and Vincent Price. You know who Vincent Price is? The original Dracula. No. No? That's Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Vincent Price <laughs> is the one in the in the song Thriller. All right, he Darkness does the talking. Yeah. Across the okay. Land. Right. Yeah. Whoops. Confusion. So like they're, they're they're like the horror actors from like the early Hammer films and stuff like that. The early English British horror films. So he was named after those two actors there. I love the character of Peter Vincent. He he has that um, horror host quality to him mm-hmm. <coughs> Ooh, bless me. you and um and I love how they I, you know what's funny I love how he's like he's on TV and mm-hmm. he has his own show yet these everyday teenage Americans can just easily run up to his house and knock on his door and there he is mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so easy for them to uh, get in contact with him and meet him yeah um, I found that pretty funny but <laughs> I digress um what, what did you think about Peter Vincent? Um, yeah, I enjoyed his character. Uh, he was a little bit of a pansy at one point, but that's I, like what how, makes... I like how he thought he was crazy and he's like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes him so good because... Uh, he's believable. The, there's that, but the whole time you're, I guess, you're not believing, but the, the, the rest of the characters in this movie believe that he is a fearless vampire killer. Where, in fact, he's just an actor. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. Have you seen the remake to Fright Night? Yes, I have. Did you remember the Peter Vincent character in that movie? Yes, I do. What, what did you think about him in that movie? Uh, he was kind of even more of a pansy. Hiding in his little safe. Yeah. But I love the look of him a lot more. Why? Because he, he comes off as... He basically looks like... Uh, uh, what's that fucking... Peter, oh, what's the dude, the magic dude? Um, Mind freak? Uh, oh, Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Yeah, he looks like that. Like the rock star look to him. I guess, yeah. I, see, look, I, I kind of prefer Roddy McDowell's Peter Vincent because he had because he brought that hammer horror, old-timey horror feel to it. Yeah. And I think that's what made this film instantly a classic. Where, okay, yeah, fine. It was updated and put into our now times, the remake. But there was something missing mm-hmm. about it. You know, it just felt like every other remake. I mean, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Anton Yelchin, rest in peace, was good in it. And Tony Collette, who hates Tony Collette? She's one thing about Australia that I like. <laughs> um, but the original is, is a lot stronger film than the remake. That's just my opinion. I honestly think that a lot of people would agree with me. And it's not just because of the the actors in that movie. A lot of it's to do with the effects. And let's talk about the effects in the original Fright Night. Because that's something that I forgot that it had so much of. Mm -hmm. I forgot that this movie had so much practical effects and and decent effects in it. Um, Look at at, uh, Evil Ed. Just okay. Just to look at the vampires. Well, one thing I like about this movie is the vampires don't look like hopeless or romantics who are trying to get laid. They're ravenous monsters who will fuck you up, mm-hmm. much like the Lost Boys, much like Thirty Days of Night. Every 
every vampire film that I actually love yep. is not a fucking romantic vampire. It's a monster. Mm-hmm. I love that. So the look of the vampires looked great. What did you think? Yeah, I liked them. Yeah. I think I preferred the look of the remake oh, slightly why? better. I think he looked meaner. In, in like his vampire form? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go the original in this one. It, you know, in all seriousness, I can't exactly remember the remake too well. Mm-hmm. I remember... I remember... What's his name? Colin Farrell? No. Col- yeah. 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 It is him, isn't yeah. it? Colin yeah, Farrell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is. I remember Colin Farrell, who who played Jerry Dandridge, mm-hmm. and he often did the the uh the cum swipe <laughs> where the cum swipe yeah you know when they get their like girls get their thumb and wipe the cum off their the side of their lips like uh yeah 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 he would do he would do that but with blood and it's like ah oh, you've been too romantic and pussy where this Jerry Dandridge he don't give no fucks he will he will rip your shit out you didn't really see him after though yeah anyway um evil ed we've got to talk about evil ed because this is what something a little bit that that bothered me why does he turn into a werewolf (laughs) i don't know isn't there a thing where vampires can like i don't know shift like shift shape is that what it's called shape shape that's it (laughs) yeah i i never liked that law because if that's the law then what's smelly i think luna farted oh the dog farted yuck um (laughs) Like if if vampires can shape shift, then what's the point of werewolves? <laughs> you know. Well, werewolves can't shape shift. They're stuck in yeah. wolf dog form. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But but vampires, yeah, I don't really get. They should only change into a bat, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the law I grew up with. So hmm. this whole oh, vamp- oh, vampires can. Conf- I don't know. It's in the. It's in Dracula. Hmm. Um, but and he just changed into a normal wolf. It's not like it was a scary dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, once he was stabbed and then turning back <laughs> oh, that, into yeah, human, those effects were amazing. They were crazy. Mm-hmm. They actually scary. Mm-hmm. And then you had evil, evil Ed's voice in the background, like coming from the wolf, obviously, but in the background, like screaming and stuff. It mm-hmm. was kind of upsetting. In a way, I honestly didn't want to see Evil Ed die. I was a little bit upset with that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think we can all agree the effects rule, mm-hmm. um, and the remake drools. <laughs> like the green fire, and that wasn't amazing. I loved, I loved I could, it because I could it, look past it. I, so I like the green fire because it's not just an everyday fire. It's yeah, a vampire. it's different, but the look of it. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, the story. Let's talk about the story. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the story? That his neighbour was a vampire? Yeah. Lured in women? Yeah. Um. Were you following it? Were you bored? Did not Did you like parts of it? Did you hate parts of it? No, I, I followed it. But yeah. I was just a bit confused who that guy who lived with him was. Okay, yeah. Because he we'll, could walk outside. He, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Save your thoughts. I like this movie because it's uh, very much the the story of the boy who cried wolf, but the boy who cried vampire. <laughs> you know, like he's saying he's a vampire, he's a vampire, but no one will believe him. And there, 
I, I guess we can say that this movie is somewhat long. I mean, it's almost two hours. Oh, is it? It's an hour and 47 minutes. Okay. Um, but um, it's slow, but it's never boring. Hmm. You know? Like, we paused it like an hour into it, and you were like, oh, there's still like 50 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. But it, I was never bored. Yeah. Were you? No, I was all right. Yeah, see, yeah. I think the pacing really does well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the score because this is something that I really, really appreciated. Okay. The score was made to fit with the movie mm-hmm. and it has the 80s feel that just works so well. I love the score to this movie and the guy who did the score, I cannot remember his name, came back for part two, which I will talk about soon because mm-hmm. we also got to manage to watch Fright Night 2, part 2. Um, but the score in this movie just... It makes this movie feel like a classic. Um, because it... I don't know. There's something there's something really hypnotising with 80s films and their score and their practical effects. Something that just makes you feel like a child again. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Um, so, okay. Let's talk about the... Jerry Dandridge's roommate. Mm-hmm. Who I cannot remember his name. So I'm guessing he's kind of like his Igor, Igor, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Look, there has never Plus been an slave. answer. There's never... What's his name? Sorry. Billy Cole. Mm-hmm. His name's Billy Cole. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. But there are... Okay, look. I've got it written here that... Um, let me just find it. Most viewers conclude that Billy was some kind of ghoul or possibly a half-vampire who hasn't yet been fully turned. Another possibility is that he was a golem, made by Dandridge from sand and other matter in order to serve him as a protector. See, I like that. I think that's cool if he was a golem. But if he was a golem and Jerry Dandridge made him, why did he name him Billy Cole? To fit in normally? (laughs) I don't know why that name's so funny. John Smith. Something... That's so original. Exactly. He would fit in like a T. Billy Cole. I don't, I don't know why. I'm sorry to anyone listening out there whose name is Billy Cole. <laughs> I just... I don't know why it's funny. Uh, yeah. What, okay, so it was never <laughs> named as to what he is. What did you think? Of that character? Well, what do you think he is? I don't know, because I'm pretty sure he showed teeth before he died. Didn't he? Or started melting. Yeah, maybe. Because he stabbed him, didn't he? After yeah. he shot him in the head. But he was alive. So are you alluding to that maybe he is a half vampire? I'm guessing half sand what? creature, whatever. Golem. Yeah. What are they call- vampire? Okay, I'm um, in in what we do in the shadows, what do they call is it just servant that they call those people who serve the vampires? There's a name for it, isn't there? Um Pretty much servant. Maybe he okay. Maybe he was just a servant mm-hmm. who was there to do Jerry Dandridge's wishes, and in return, Jerry Dandridge will grant him into a vampire. But mm-hmm. it might just take ten years. Well, he pretty much did. He like pretty much ran his errands, brought the coffins in. Yeah. Fixing up the house. Yeah. I mean, they were basically a gay couple. I mean, they I, seemed it. <laughs> if I was a vampire and I needed a servant, it was it's obviously going to be a chick. You know. Or maybe, maybe he did have girl servants and they just got too annoying. So what, he ate them? 
Well, yeah, or maybe just he just told him to go away. Maybe he's a nice vampire. Maybe. You know, he gave Charlie the choice to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, let's, we're jumping all over the place, but let's go back into the part where Jerry realizes that Charlie knows he's a vampire and comes into his room and then gives him the choice. Put yourself in, in Charlie's shoes. If a vampire had you up by the throat and said... Hanging your half out the window. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a choice. Forget about me and we'll be fine. Would you trust him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not fully. I mean, okay. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You trust him and he does what he, he does what he, he is. He, he leaves you alone. You're all good. Everything's fine. Or... Because he says he's a vampire of his word. Yeah. Uh, or he lies, bites you, you become a vampire. Fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or there's option three. He comes into your room and just decapitates you. You're dead. I'll just wait to see you outside alone, away from your mama. Yeah, whatever. But like, rips you, rips you into shreds. I mean, okay, two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf always said it, and I believe it. <laughs> Do you know that song's about anal sex? Um, but actually, sorry, no, it was about a strap on. But um, mm-hmm, that's right. But yeah, I I actually think that that's cool. Mm-hmm. He was just a vampire, wanted to be left alone, wanted to kill prostitutes, leave him be. Mm-hmm. But no, Charlie Brewster had to come and fuck it all up for him. Yeah, I still don't understand why he didn't say anything. Why? He, like when he said, um, pretty much, do you agree, leave me alone and you'll live or whatever? He yeah. just stayed quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I think would have been cool if they, if they, instead of what Charlie did when he grabbed the, the cross... If Charlie agreed, if he said, okay, we have a deal, but then here's the twist of the story. Obviously the movie can't end like that. Here's the twist of the story. Jerry Dandridge has that picture where it's a painting of a loved one, which looks a lot like Amy. Mm -hmm. Then Jerry Dandridge comes back into Charlie's life and goes, I want your girlfriend. That's when the fight starts. I think that would have been cooler. Yeah, I guess. You know, we would have said like... I mean, don't trust the undead, but I, I would I would say, okay, fine, I forget about you. I would probably become friends with him, me being me. Sorry, I spat at you. Yeah, say it, don't um, spray it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else you want to add about Fright Night? Um... I did like that they added um, he couldn't be seen in the mirror. Yeah. I love that with vampires. How the realisation with Peter Vincent, how he realises that he's actually a vampire. Mm-hmm. They do that again in part two. And this going back to what I said about Zombieland, how they reuse jokes, they kind of do a few things in part two, Fright Night part two, that they did in the original, which was like, ah. But, but he knew what on. he was doing in part two from part one. Uh, That's why he checked. Yeah, okay, fine. To see if he was, like, telling the truth. Fine, You got me. You got me. Like, he didn't believe him, but I'm guessing Mm. deep down he wanted to just make sure. Yeah, true. All right, uh, let's just... Have you got nothing else to talk about with Fright Night? Um, no, I think I'm okay. All right. I am going to give you a little insight behind the making of with a little bit of trivia. 
okay. about this movie. Okay. So, did you know that it was Chris Sarandon's idea to have Jerry eating apples throughout the film? Yeah, I didn't understand that. Okay. While researching vampire lore, Sarandon looked at information about bats and concluded Jerry had a lot of fruit bat in his DNA. You're right? You're trying to compute? <laughs> fruit bats aren't really the evil bat though, aren't they? No, it's, a, like... it's a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, the character of Peter Vincent claims he has been fired from hosting Fright Night uh, because all they... <laughs> I like this. He claims he's been fired from hosting Fright Night because... All they want are demented madmen running around in ski masks, hacking up young virgins. An obvious reference to the Friday the 13th franchise. The bouncer, remember the bouncer at the club? Yeah. Uh, who confronts Jerry, plays one of the three motorcycle gang members killed by Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 3. Did you notice that? Um, I'm guessing Oh, the skinnier one? Yeah. No, not first. I did not pick that. But yeah, did you know it took eight hours to do Jerry uh, to do make up for Jerry's final transformation? Eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. See, and I didn't think you looked that extravagant. You know. Um. No. Neither. For eight hours. Yeah. Um. There is a novelization of this film. Mm-hmm. And the novelization fills in some background details on the characters. Despite Charlie saying he and Amy had been a couple for nearly a year, they'd only been seeing each other for three months. His father had left the family years ago. Charlie's middle name is Alan. He was planning to propose to Amy someday. Peter Vincent's real name is Herbert McCoolihy. <laughs> I'll, do that. I'll let you laugh. Um, he auditioned for a bid part in a horror movie and instead got the lead role. So he changed his name to Peter Vincent. He's been an actor for 25 years. After being fired, he planned to move to Cleveland to host a new show. Jerry Danridge is, is at least 400 years old, possibly more. He'd been he'd been the first to publicly pub, publicly yep claim to the vampire community that chemical adhesives up blood's nutrient I cannot talk <laughs> nutrient value to the undead. Danridge is highly rated in vampire society. He comes from Transylvania originally and can plant in and can plant in and can <laughs> You're right there, would you like can, me to take over? And can yes, I'm right. And can implant <laughs> psychic <laughs> commands into people's minds. He knows right away that evil failed to kill Peter. Billy Cole has served Dandridge for 113 years. Although not a vampire, he's not human either, but he does eat and drink. And the book implies he's a necrophiliac. Ew. Ew. Billy sometimes... That's probably why he chose to eat women. I guess so. Hmm. Billy sometimes invited Jerry's powers. Jerry and Billy claim to be business partners. Dandridge deals in antiques, which is how he made his fortune. He finds them and Billy restores them. He claims the coffin he and Billy were carrying into the basement was a 16th century Bavarian chest. The reason why Peter is hosting Fright Night at the climax is because after he was fired, one of the stagehands got the job. The teen audience were outraged and Peter was backed by public demand. The end scene is supposed to be a setup three months later. Even though Amy's human again, she still has the breasts of a vampire. Nice. Much to Charlie's delight. 
and Charlie and Amy's relationship has moved onto the sexual level. So that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. Uh, let's talk about the the ending to this film, just quickly. How it ends with uh, Peter Vincent, that that the, Amy and Charlie basically having sex, and Peter Vincent on the TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The original script featured a, ra- a, a different ending, which was reversed. Sorry, revised prior. Oh my god, revised prior to filming, as Charlie and Amy lie on the bed making out. Fright Night comes on, and Peter Vincent declares, "Tonight's creepy crawler is Dracula Strikes Again." Obviously about vampires. You know what vampires look like, don't you? They look like this. Charlie and Amy are horrified as Peter begins to transform. Once his transformation into a vampire is complete, Peter stares into the camera, into the ca- into camera, the camera <laughs> says, Hello, Charlie. And then the picture freeze frames as the credits roll. Oh, that's creepy. How would you like that as an ending? I would have been a bit confused as to when he got bitten. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, but it would have been cool. What? Okay. At the end, end, end of this film, you hear Evil Ed do a laugh. Yeah. You're a bit confused about that. Yeah. Here's... Okay, this is really, really cool. All right, check this out. In 2015, when asked if he could do a sequel to any of his movies, ignoring his existing reboots, for a YouTube fan question, writer-director Tom Holland replied that he'd like to do a follow-up to Fright Night, utilizing the original cast. His proposed plot was that single father Charlie Brewster inherits his mother's home and soon after taking up residence, his two teenage children become convinced that there's something evil in the next in the house next door. Named Evil Ed, who is squatting in the abandoned mansion attempting to resurrect Jerry Dandridge. What would you think if that was the movie, the the re, the, the sequel? Um I'd be a bit confused as to how he didn't die. Easy. He, okay, he was stabbed. That's how he died. He wasn't stabbed in the heart. Yeah, Done. I guess he was stabbed in the middle of the chest. Yeah, there. he just passed out. That's all. Hmm. I think that's fucking great. I love it. That kind of makes sense then, because he wasn't stabbed through the heart. No. Hmm. All right. Fright Night, let's finish this review up. Scores, ratings, recommendations. You can go first, my darling. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um... I recommend to see this movie. Yep. Yes. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. A 7? Wow, you're going low. <laughs> I thought that was relatively okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to come in with a bit higher. Mm-hmm. This one um, kind of blew me away as I was re-watching it. I had a lot more fun watching this film. Uh, the practical effects are a lot better than I remembered. I haven't actually seen this for about a year, year and a half. I haven't sat down to watch this movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, how much the film holds up. I really had a fun time re-watching this film. I'm going to come in with a 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, re- I, I still think The Lost Boys is a better film. Maybe that's just because I grew up with The Lost Boys. But Friday Night is definitely the second best vampire film in the 80s for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 9 out of 10. You should definitely all go check it out. Um, I would actually like to own this one, but there's some reason that it doesn't, it's not on DVD or Blu-ray in Australia, so. Really? Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, maybe one day. Uh, Australia's fucking shit with stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, we don't get many things, so. Unless I want to 
pay shipping fees from America. I'll oh, just... and you're paying probably like double the DVD. Yeah, exactly. I'm paying more shipping fee than the actual DVD. So yeah. there's no point. Mm. But yeah, I enjoy this film. If any of you out there have seen it, let us know your thoughts. Before we head off, I want a little. Uh, I want to just talk about the actual sequel to Fright Night. Fright Night Part 2. Me and Jell watched it because why the fuck not? I've never seen Fright Night Part 2. We're talking about the original Fright Night Part 2, not the uh, the remakes sequel. Is, oh, okay. There I haven't seen that one. Neither have I. Uh, by all accounts, I've heard it's fucking horrible and abysmal. Uh, should we watch it? Maybe. I'll see it one day. <laughs> I Look, I, honestly, I kind of wish we did get to see it for this episode, but there's so, much, so many times... So many hours in the day. That's true. But, okay. Fright Night Part 2 from 88, I think it is. Maybe. 1988, maybe. Um, I went into this film expecting it to be shit, boring, and completely nothing to do with the original film. Mm-hmm. I was very wrong. This film has not just um, Peter Vincent returning who was actually played by Roddy McDowell. It also has Charlie Brewster returning, mm-hmm. played by William Ragsdale. So it's, 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 a, it's exactly what I did not expect. Um, this movie picks up three years after the original, mm-hmm. and it's very different, um, and it has a bit of a look into PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, with Charlie believing that what he did see was not in fact real and aliens do not exist. Aliens? Vampires? Uh, vampires, vampires. I'm all over the place right now. It's, <laughs> I'm, it's, it's midnight and I'm getting tired. Um, yeah, vampires don't exist and obviously vampires do exist in this world and he finds out that they do. Mm-hmm. Jill, you did you see most of this film? Um, I think I've seen probably 60-70% of it. What did you think from what you saw? Um, I was a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah, because you came in like halfway through. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought the um, vampire, the chick. Yeah, Regina. Badass and pretty scary. Yeah. The bat person, whatever the fuck she was. <laughs> so there is a, in this movie, there is a group of, I'll say creatures, because I don't know if all of them are vampires. There's two that are clear vampires. There's one, I think, is just a werewolf. Wolf man. I don't know what he is, but he was the highlight of this movie. And then there was some other dude who I have no idea who he is, who just liked to eat bugs. And he didn't really change or do anything, but Hmm. I don't think he was a vampire. But see, I'm not sure about the um, werewolf, because when he was climbing up Mm. and... Um, she closed the window and he fell. Yeah. The guy down the bottom said you were supposed to bite her neck. Yeah. So maybe it's a different form of vampire in this movie. I don't know. I'm just going to say he's a werewolf. He's a big furry creature. <laughs> he's a vamp dog. Maybe. Dog vamp. Maybe. In saying that, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that I really, really liked. With um, one of the vampires roll- riding roller skates. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a scene that... Some of the some of the cinematography in this movie was great. I really actually had a fun time watching this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not what I expected. I expected a complete dumpster fire, and what I was given was something interesting and a follow up to the original film. Like they continued not just the characters, but the actual story. And where the main vampire girl um, in the first one, 
Jerry was her brother. Yes. Yeah. So they continued the and vampire. That's why she's hunted Charlie down. Yeah. They continued the vampire bloodline. Mm hmm. Oh, don't say bloodline. No good titles. <laughs> bloodline is a good movie. But yeah, Fright Night Part 2 is actually a really fun movie. And if you get the chance to check it out, I suggest you do. Mm. Um, I'm going to give Fright Night Part 2 a 7 out of 10. It's not as great as the first, but it's nowhere near a bad film or what I thought it was going to be. So, okay. yeah. There, there is, like I said with Zombieland, there are a lot of uh, duplicate, duplicates. <laughs> With uh, certain trends that they do in the first film to this film, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a letdown. Like some of the vampires are killed in the same way in the first one. Don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, they could have done a little bit more than what they did. But it's still an interesting, good film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that is Fright Night. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so that is it from Horror Dummies. Is that it, Joe? That's it. You got anything more to add on this week? Um, take care listeners see no not see hear us next week you, you, you're trying <laughs> to end this show quickly aren't you my god Joe you have to tell people what we're doing next week oh that's right we're still in the 80s month mm. we okay so I'm giving Julissa a good look at the movies that we'll be doing over the next month we have uh, four more weeks left of 80s horror month and four movies. So, Jaleesa, take a look at this list and pick which film that you would like to cover next week. Next week? Yes. <sighs> I think I'd like to cover Pumpkinhead. Oh, fucking yes! We are travelling back to 1988. And we're going to cover Pumpkinhead. I haven't seen Pumpkinhead. Jesus Christ. I could not tell you. 13? 14? Years. So, yeah, over 10 years. Okay. It's been that long. So, I'm excited to rewatch Pumpkinhead. And I'm going to pop my cherry with Mr. Pumpkinhead the first time. Yeah, and I'm going to pop your cherry later. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 All right. Guys, that has been us. We are Horror for Dummies. If you dig this show, please check us out on the Facebook page. We are proud members of the pod, uh, Padded Room Podcast Network, and you can find us. All our other episodes and all the other shows on that network at any good uh, place where you find podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Podbean. I don't know what else is out there, but you can find us. We're easy. The best way to get in contact with us is Facebook. I am. Mm-hmm. We are very regular on Facebook. Uh, Julissa, you are in charge of Instagram. That's right. I am. Horror for Dummies podcast over on Insta. Are, are you still posting on that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't do Instagram. I have no <laughs> idea how to use it, so hopefully Jaleesa is not posting videos of me singing in the shower, because <laughs> I wouldn't know if you were. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, she better not. <laughs> uh, so this has been episode 88. We'll be back. Damn it, we should have done Pumpkinhead this episode. Why? Because this is episode 88, and next week we're doing 1988. Oh, well. No. Oh well. Episode 89 next week. Pumpkin head coming at ya. We are horror for dummies. We say goodbye to you all. Joy, say goodbye. Goodbye.